The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Good afternoon, evening, or morning. This is your old Uncle Mosh with Raiders Fan Radio, and you are in for a treat. Sit back and get ready to listen to one of the most insanely knowledgeable people you will ever meet talk about our beloved Raiders. Another episode coming your way of Silver and Black Flashback by Rich Schmelter, the author of the Raiders Encyclopedia. As always, thank you so much, Uncle Mosh, for your kind words, and I hope to continue earning that praise you give me. And to my man Murph, thank you so much for the great opportunity you give me to be a part of Raiders Fan Radio, as well as being part of a network that helps out so many through the One Nation Foundation that benefits Raiders-related charities. And to all my silver and black brothers and sisters listening around the world, I am so proud to bring you stories of the people and moments that helped make our Raiders history so glorious. All right, Raider Nation, let's get going on our time together with this tribute episode of Silver and Black Flashback, in which the life of professional football's greatest punter is looked at. And if anyone outside of our Raider Nation family cares to prove that statement incorrect, in the words of a friend of Flashback, Josh H., don't give me that crap. And with that being said, Let us look back on the life of Mr. Ray Guy, the greatest punter ever, who passed away a few weeks back on November 3rd. Swainsboro, Georgia is an area covering 12.94 square miles and is located 175 miles northwest of Atlanta. It was a place that produced musicians, politicians, a few professional basketball stars, and a three-time Super Bowl champion, And that, Raider Nation, is who this episode is all about. Born on December 22, 1949, in Swainsboro, William Ray Guy was the youngest of three sons to his father, Benjamin Franklin Guy, who just went by BF, and his mother, Annette. These two individuals provided a very warm, loving, and caring family life for Ray and his brothers. His parents were always the greatest influences in his life. Not a bad way to be remembered, Mr. and Mrs. Guy. B.F. practiced discipline and was a man of few words. He did not often praise or brag about his son's accomplishments, but Ray and his brothers knew how proud he was of them. He taught his sons to strive to be the best at what they did, be proud of your accomplishments, believe in yourself, and always be respectful of others. Even when Ray became a star athlete in high school, His father kept him humble by having him get up at 6 o'clock in the morning the day after a game to help him build houses. Ray also spent his summers and weekends framing houses with his father. And Ray's mother, Annette, was the strength of the family. She was a gentle, kind, loving, and caring mother who always made sure her family had food on the table and clothes on their back. When Ray was rising above everyone else on the high school level, Those that witnessed his talents still talked about him 
decades after his time there was over. However, one person who could not look was his mother, who sat in the stands with her eyes closed during tense moments, afraid to watch. Even though she had her eyes closed, she would still keep on asking her husband what was going on. Now, I knew of many moms like that, including my own, who did not want to see anything happen to their sons on the field. After all, no matter how good you are or where your life takes you, you will always be her baby. Mother's instincts at their finest. The Guy family eventually settled 64 miles north of Swainsboro in Thompson, Georgia, a town that thrived during the 1960s when most of the country's goods were made in towns just like Thompson, and it was there that Ray thrived as well, establishing himself as an all-time high school legend. And by the time he graduated in 1969, Ray had compiled 16 varsity letters, state championships, and had him receiving scholarship offers from virtually every big college in the South. On football game days in Thompson, the town shut down at noon on Fridays to get ready for the games. And Ray Guy helped to make all that effort from the town pay off. On December 1, 1967, Ray led the Thompson Bulldogs into the Class A Georgia State Football Championship game against the Westminster Wildcats, who were going for a fifth state title in the calendar year. Wow, talk about a juggernaut. Well, you know what happened? Guy and his Bulldogs, under coach Paul Leroy, spoiled the Wildcats' celebration by claiming Thompson's first state football championship by a comfortable 20 to nothing margin. Ray suffered from a broken left wrist, but the junior triple threat star bandaged up his wrist and came in as quarterback with the game scoreless in the fourth quarter. After not being able to find an open receiver, he ran for an 11-yard touchdown for the game's first points. And that was the spark Thompson needed to secure the state title in their 12th victory of the year. The following year, on December 13, 1968, Guy and his Thompson teammates brought a 25-game winning streak into the Class A state championship game with 7,500 fans in attendance. And guess what? The Bulldogs extended that winning streak to 26 straight games with a tough 7-6 win over Carrollton. Thompson scored the first time they had the ball, with Guy going over the goal line from one yard out. He then added the extra point, which proved to be the eventual game winner. The 6-foot, 3-inch, 183-pound Guy earned the Atlanta Constitution newspaper's Back of the Year award after being the catalyst of Thompson's two state championships. He completed better than 50% of his passes, averaged 23.8 yards per completion, and averaged 8.2 yards when he ran the ball himself. He was also considered one of the best blocking backs in the state, and he played safety. And then there was his magnificent punting skills. In that category, he was one of the best, if not the best, high school punters in Georgia and possibly the whole United States. He averaged an incredible 49.5 yards per punt, kicked 36 extra points, and when kicking off, those blasts usually went out of the end zone. But wait, there was more to Ray Guy's high school days, much more. His high school talents did not just stop after the football season ended. He was dubbed Mr. Super by the Atlanta Constitution due to his excellence in not only football, but in basketball, baseball, and in track as well. On the very next day after winning the 1968 state football championship, 
guy scored 39 points in a basketball game without any practice sessions. On the baseball field, the right-handed pitcher threw with such velocity that he was drafted by the Cincinnati Reds following his senior season. He also found time to throw the discus on the track team and had a chance to throw for a state championship in the spring of 1969, but decided to pitch in the Georgia High School All-Star Baseball game and won himself that game's Most Valuable Player Award. And then, before heading off to college in the late summer of 1969, Guy bid farewell to his high school days by setting up a win with an interception late in the game, which helped the South team come from behind to beat the North squad 9-7 in a state all-star football game held in Macon, Georgia. With so many colleges clamoring to get Ray into their programs, it was Southern Mississippi that won out because he could play both football and baseball there. Ray Guy started out his college football career as a defensive back and was the backup quarterback. However, it was his skills as a kicker and punter that earned him his fame. He was a first-team All-America selection in 1972, led the nation in punting with a 46.2-yard average, and averaged 44.7 yards per punt over his college career. He also had three punts for over 70 yards, including a whopping 93-yard boot during his senior season. He also kicked a then-NCAA record 61-yard field goal. And as a defensive back, he had 18 career interceptions. His college career was so impressive that in 2004, Ray Guy became the first All-America punter to be inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame and the first from Southern Mississippi to receive such an honor. His future looked bleak after he broke his left leg in the final game of his senior season. He was blindsided by a defender and his leg was broken in two places above the ankle. That cost him the chance to showcase his talent on a national level with trips to the East-West Shrine Game and the Senior Bowl. Despite his doubts after breaking his leg, Guy was optimistic about his future because if no NFL teams drafted him, he still had offers from Major League Baseball teams. But there was no need to even think about baseball because the Oakland Raiders were very interested in drafting him. In fact, a day before the draft in 1973, with his cast now removed, Guy was visited by a Raider scout, and the next day, he was shocked when Raiders head coach John Madden called to tell him he was about to become a Raider and was then chosen in the first round of the 1973 draft and the 23rd player selected overall. It was the first time in history of the draft that a punter was selected in the first round. Guy was then sent to Los Angeles by the Raiders to be examined by the team's orthopedic surgeon, and after receiving a clean bill of health, he was off to training camp with the Raiders to begin a long professional career. But before that, he played in the college all-star game and was named that game's most valuable player. In a move considered unprecedented at the time, the Raiders selected a punter as a first-round draft pick. The decision at the time might have left many shaking their heads in disbelief as to why a team would draft a punter so high. However, over the course of the next 14 seasons, all doubts were dispelled as to why the Raiders made that decision. From 1973 through 1986, Ray Guy became the greatest to ever play the position. He averaged 42.4 yards per kick over his long career, led the league in punting three times in 1974, 1975, and 1977, 
was an All-Pro six times from 1973 through 1978 and made the Pro Bowl seven times from 1973 through 1978 and again in 1980. He was also one of only a handful of Raiders to earn three Super Bowl rings. His hang time on punts was so amazing and so much so in fact that he was the first punter to hit the scoreboard suspended from the roof of the Louisiana Superdome. He once went on a streak of getting off 619 straight punts without having one blocked and only had three of them blocked in 1,049 attempts over his career. His great athletic ability was put to good use in Super Bowl 18 against the Washington Redskins. After a snap from center went high, it forced Ray Guy to leap into the air, grab the ball, and then get the kickoff. It was one of the most beautiful and smoothest acts of athletic prowess I ever witnessed. Guy so impressed the Raiders coaching staff with his athletic ability that they made him the team's emergency quarterback due to a strong, accurate passing arm. He also ran pass routes with the scout team and practiced with the defensive backs. And unlike most punters, Ray Guy did not wear flimsy shoulder pads or a face mask with just a single bar. He chose to wear a full set of pads, including knee and thigh pads, and a helmet with a full face mask because he always felt he was a true football player and not just a punter. After the 1986 season, Ray Guy began suffering from back problems. He was 38 years old at the time, a veteran of 14 NFL campaigns, and knew that time was not on his side as an athlete. So instead of trying to play on and watch his status as the greatest punter in the game go down, plus hurt the team in the process, he decided to retire in May of 1987, having nothing left to prove. He then moved his family back to the South, and that was where he lived out the remainder of his life. On August 2, 2014, Ray Guy received the greatest honor a professional football player could have by being inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, becoming the first punter to ever receive that honor. He is also a member of the College Football Hall of Fame, both the Mississippi and Georgia Sports Halls of Fame, the Bay Area Sports Hall of Fame, and the National High School Sports Hall of Fame. In the year 2000, the Greater Augusta Sports Council created the Ray Guy Award to be presented annually to college football's best punter. In 2005, Guy helped to organize and participate in kicking camps held throughout the United States designed for high school punters, place kickers, and long snappers. This world said goodbye to Mr. Ray Guy on November 3, 2022, after he died at age 72 in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, after suffering from advanced chronic pulmonary disease. Ray Guy had no ego, was a popular teammate, and never forgot where he came from. All traits instilled in him from his loving parents, B.F. and Annette. Rest in peace, Mr. Guy, and thank you for all the memories. And if there is a football league beyond this world, and I love to believe that there is, may you always be performing on Al Davis's team with John Madden coaching and so many of your former teammates still on your side. Well, that wraps up our time together on Silver and Black Flashback. And before closing out this show, I want to dish out some major respect to new listeners Debbie H. and Forrest. And never to be left out are my trio of faithful listeners from the beginning, Matt, Bruce, and Professor Baba. Great people, each and every one of you. And with that, 
I will close out our time together like I always do with the words I embrace each and every day. Until the next time we get back together once again, here it comes. And say it with me, everyone. Love you, Raider Nation. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.